Hello and welcome to Bridging the Gap the podcast. And um, for those of you who missed it last time, we are back to the office and there will be the occasional train in the background probably. So um, in case you were missing that, we're back to the trains. And rain. In the and background. rain. <laughs> Proper Welsh rain. Yeah. It's great. So Dave, um, um, yeah, I hope everybody listening in had a, had a lovely weekend. Dave, did you have a restful weekend? Um, I did. Think carefully about your answer, bearing in mind what you preached on on Sunday. Um, <laughs> Something that robbed me of rest was that I thought I'd lost the Wii voice recorder to upload the sermon. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. And where did it turn up, Dave? In, a, in one of my shoes. <laughs> Basically, since I'd walked to the youth breakfast on Sunday morning, I'd worn a pair of trainers. And then I brought like my smart shoes in my bag. Your preaching shoes. Yeah, my preaching shoes. So then, obviously, I put my trainers in my bag. And then the Wii voice recorder ended up in the bottom of the shoe and literally empty that bag out like so that, times. that caused you some um restlessness and ease and restlessness rather than rest yeah, yeah. I, I like it. everybody's gonna be checking out your preaching shoes next time you're up there Dave. You know, <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> oh, no. so as you probably gather by now if you weren't there sunday and haven't listened to the sermon yet it was um we're continuing our series in genesis and it was on the theme of rest and that rest principle that sabbath principle in scripture yeah. so dave just a Dive in at the deep and then what is, I, I know you touched on some of these things Sunday, but it's a really good chance to recap and maybe go into a bit more detail. What does rest look like, for example, in the business of life for people who are, you know, let's say they're working and they've got little kids, uh, life's bonkers. What does rest look like then? Yeah, I sort of dealt with sort of the why you should rest rather than what does that actually look like? Mm. So it's a good question. Um, as someone who has never had kids, I think I have absolutely no idea <laughs> what rest looks like. Um, I think maybe maybe part of resting is giving up on the myth of being the perfect parent. Mm. You know, the expectations that you'll be able to do everything, get them to everything, and have the house in order and, you know, be a social media mum or dad yeah. who gets paid to, you know, advertise their posts. I just feel like you can rest from feeling like you have to do that um you know sometimes we feel as though if we feel in an area of parenthood it sets our kids on like an unalterable trajectory towards either heaven or hell so maybe mm. rest might look like just giving yourself a break yeah um, yeah it might be you know it, in some ways it might actually mean honestly assessing if you know both of you working is tenable mm. like to if at the moment your life has no rest, maybe it's time to consider what hours you work or the job that you do. But what mm. what do you think as someone who has had little kids? <laughs> yeah, it was a little while ago since they were actually little. But I, I think that's really, I know we have used this phrase. That's really helpful what you just said about to a degree, if you're seeking to be faithful, just, just giving yourself a break. And you, you can't nail everything down and be the perfect, you can't be the perfect parent, you can't be the perfect husband, wife, etc. So that that's good because you know rest is about having a day off isn't it and yeah. having a physical break but it's not just that so i think that that's really helpful actually just to give yourself a break a bit um and i suppose kath and i always just found it's less of an issue now but just to make sure you've got times in the week carved out where um all being well and if everybody's asleep you've got time just the two of you yeah where you're not working mm. um you're not working on anything kids are in bed and you've just got a little bit of space you know 
rest doesn't have to be a Sabbath, a whole Sabbath day, does it? It can no. be, there are various aspects to it, which I think you touched on on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So what what, what about um, coming a bit more into your area of experience and expertise, possibly? What challenges do you see for, for teens in this area? I don't mean because you're like a teen. I mean because you work with the teens. No, but so like it is true. I, I haven't told you this, but on Sunday, I was talking to teenagers after uh, the lunch that mm. was very well organized by Joe Steer. Mm. Um, yeah, shout talk- out Joe Steer again. Yeah, very good. Good job. Um, whatever is chatting to them, um, I asked them what they like would call me to their friends. <laughs> so like during the week, That's brave. Yeah, during the week, um, Tails was talking about how oh, I'd given some brownies for her and her friends, and she was talking about oh, Dave made these for for us. I went, what did you say after that? Like whenever you said Dave, like who is Dave? Mm. And she went, oh, you're my youth worker or uh, youth leader. And I was yeah. like, ah, haven't quite cracked that. Maybe assistant minister sounds a bit like formal or something. The kids, but that made me laugh. Um, so I suppose it is my area of expertise <laughs> is what I was trying to say there. Um, I think one of the main ways teenagers struggle with, you know, restlessness is they feel the pressure to live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's sad and unsaid from friends and family. So, for example, you know, at the youth breakfast on Sunday, um, someone was mentioning an exam that they were studying for, and one of the other teenagers said, "Well." Well, your mum's good at you know X Y Z that subject, so that'll be easy for you. Or your dad mm-hmm. does this sort of area of work, so you'll find that topic easy. And I know that's like very innocent chat amongst kids, but it can feel that can feel like very pressurizing, mm-hmm. doesn't it? To live up to expectations, to overwork, and to feel stressed, and then you feel like you let everyone down if you don't live yeah. up to those expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose as well for teenagers, it can feel difficult to rest if there's pressure to look sound or think a certain way you know especially if people you're friends with don't agree with yeah. what the bible teaches it can feel like you know you have to wear a mask in order to fit in mm. around them so yeah, yeah there's probably some of the challenges i mean what do you do you think now maybe you don't think this is an issue particularly for teens maybe it's, it's all of us mm. um but certainly something i've talked to to my two about is you know, devices and smartphones as well just that we're on them so much and we kind of enjoy going on them and we kind of think oh i'll just sit here and scroll through facebook and unwind but actually a lot of the time that doesn't you don't relax and rest when you're doing that at all do you it can be the opposite it can actually get you in an unrested state i think yeah well it's even like it happens often doesn't it when you put a movie on and then you both sit on your phones whilst sort of like passively watching the movie and you're kind of like what are we doing here like let's commit to one or the other like sit scrolling on our phones not talking to each other oh, we don't allow it now i just yeah. i just get i i get yeah. i go on one so yeah. if we're watching the film we watch the film yeah I mean, come on let's do it properly don't, yeah joke <laughs> yeah i mean classic devices are like a good gift but they also can enslave mm-hmm. us can't they yeah. so yeah they definitely affect our rest and i think that the fact that, and this isn't just coming from a christian point of view i think a lot of secular psychologists etc are saying this only that being on a being on a smartphone it's it feels like you're enjoying it. It's something you want to do, but there's like there's an addictive aspect to it, and, yeah. and uh, it it doesn't relax you. No, not at all. Uh, important to bear in mind, isn't it? Anyway, um, another topical thing, especially recently. What about working from home? How do you think that affects how well we can rest? Yeah, I mean, it's the obvious, but whenever we work from home, it means we can feel 
like we can always work or that sort mm-hmm. of the blurred lines between this is the place where like I rest and where I, like they just become so, so interwoven so we end up feeling obliged to work because our phones are always on you know we always feel like we can reply to that email or that whatsapp because it'll just take two two minutes like it means that we don't ultimately cease like the bible tells us to but i mean i'm saying all this and i know some people in our congregation you know even whenever they're on holiday they get emails and messages and it is expected that they reply so i know this isn't an easy fix but Mm. we live in a world where the expectation is that rest can you know easily be interrupted and i think you know working from home smartphones technology is a big part of that because you used to go somewhere work and then come home and that was like your sanctuary mm. and no that's yeah. not the case is it and i don't and i don't think it's legalism is it to, so, to say that trying to have things in place and structures in place to help us yeah. switch off and stop and rest that that's that's a good thing yeah 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 um you mentioned that one obvious time uh, and place to rest and because you mentioned that the link between rest and trusting god and worshiping god you said a, an, uh, a logical place to do that a natural place is sunday together with god's people so what if someone's job keeps them away from church some yeah. Sundays? Well, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's we're literally in a church where lots of people face this because they work in healthcare and do shift work. So mm. it's obviously very relevant. I think if someone's job keeps them away from church on a Sunday, I would then encourage them to prioritize meeting with God's people at another time during the week, mm. like whether that's a life group or a small group Bible study. Um, but I suppose you would ask the question, wouldn't you? If they're missing, you know, three out of four Sundays a month, you probably need to think about the job you're doing. Or is that is that too much? Is that a heavy shepherd? <laughs> I, I don't think I'd say so. I think I think if you're missing Sunday worship that often, you at least need to ask the question, don't you? Yeah. Again, we're not don't think we're trying to be legalistic and prescribe no. number of Sundays a year a good Christian goes to church. No, but no. if you're being kept from fellowship with other Christians, it's an important question to ask at least, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's different if it's like, oh, for the next two months, you know, yeah. I'm going to be under the pump. Mm. But if it's like, I'm taking a job, which, you know, is a permanent contract and it means that I will yeah. miss 80% of Sundays, mm. I think you'd be like, yeah, is that a good job to be taking? This is just about how we prioritize generally, isn't it? This isn't yeah. just about work. So, um, I think so often, and Kath and I have done it in the past, you know, you, for example, you look at moving house and find the place you want to move to for work or whatever. And then, oh, right, let's look for a church. And actually, more often, I think maybe we as Christians should be saying, right, where's where's the local congregation I'm going to commit to and build around that more. Um, It's about just sometimes just reorienting our priorities just a bit. Yeah. yeah and it seems so like ex- ridiculous and extravagant to be like no this is too important i need to do it <laughs> this way but these are eternal it's not just a small thing is it like it's no. meant to be eternal matters you're thinking about yeah and i without getting into our next preaching series too much and getting too heavy i think the reality is when you look at the, the letter to the hebrews yeah you know the writer there is saying don't give up on christ and linked to that he's saying don't give up meeting together yeah. you know it's you're not saved by going to church yeah but our eternal destiny is bound up with persevering in our faith, yeah. which is bound up with being with other Christians. It's not, it's not a small thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, little preacher's detour there. So yeah. would you, uh, what a, here's one to throw you, Dave. Would you describe Sunday as your day of rest? 
Um, You'll rest it. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, well, it's our working day, isn't it? Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the joke we often make. You know, it's the one day we work a week. <laughs> um, uh, we we do we do the reverse to our Lord. We work one day and rest, and rest six, six days. days. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, like my Saturday Saturday is my day off. Yeah. I think that's why people often get quite stony replies from me if they text me on a Saturday because it like my sinful self. I'm like. They've literally had all week to, to ask me this <laughs> and they choose my day off. But obviously, like, Saturday is everyone else's. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's That's the first... when they start thinking of it. Yeah, it? yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, apologies. Well, no, I same wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. Same here. People will often not hear back from me on a Saturday unless it's, unless it's yeah. really urgent. Apologies, important. especially to Tom Hawkin because he's messaged <laughs> me on Saturdays before. And he's rung me before on a Saturday and I've answered the phone by saying, What? <laughs> 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 oh, the poor lad. Um, he's, he's a fellow elder. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, be I'm miserable. Quite nice to him, have you? Yeah. <laughs> so you used the word uh, rhythm a lot on Sunday, which I thought was helpful, the rhythm of rest. So I know we started to touch on this, but how do we develop good rhythms of rest, mm. especially if, just to chuck another example in there, we work irregular shifts or we need to go away a lot with work, which you, you just touched on in the previous answer. How any just hints and tips? How do we develop rhythms of rest? Yeah. Um, so a couple of suggestions. I think like set boundaries and keep them. Like it's easy mm. to set a boundary. It's much more difficult to keep them. You've yeah. already alluded to it. So um, you know, set aside dates, times, blocks within the week mm. when you have time off. So like for example, lots of people know that Amy and I have. A day at night on Thursday, which means that like during that time, we're like we can't do stuff, mm. or you know, you know, people at... are going to be checking with Amy now whether she's had a date on the Thursday. Yeah, I know. Now you said that. I know. Uh, I think also like knowing yourself is quite helpful if you do your regular shifts. So like knowing what a helpful rhythm of rest is. So like if your rest looks like being so like seeing lots of people and chatting to lots of people and going mm. out for a coffee good go and do that but if that is your idea of a like of a really tiring taxing <laughs> thing to do then that's not mm. don't don't do it that way um we read in exodus thirty-one seventeen about you know rest rhythms being re- refreshing and not exhausting so exodus thirty-one seventeen says this this is about the sabbath there'll be a sign between me and the israelites forever for in six days the lord made the heavens and the earth and on the seventh day, mm. he rested and was refreshed. That's uh, like how incredible is that? That like the Lord was refreshed on that seventh day. You just don't think about it. Yeah, that's like amazing, that. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so for some, being refreshed might be doing exercise. It might be doing nothing, so on and so forth. Mm. And you know, we've already alluded to it, haven't we? But one activity rests at the heart of a Christian's refreshment, and that's yeah. worship. Like. Yeah, often mm. I leave on a Sunday, even though it's my day at work, and I'm like, I feel refreshed, yeah. um, which is good. Isn't you it? can be physically tired and refreshed, can't you? Yeah. yeah. I think it's such an important reminder, isn't it? Rest doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing and feet up. It means not working mm. and uh, doing something that refreshes you and restores your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because really I, I, I can come back from a holiday, and sometimes, you know, people say, I need a holiday from the holiday, which means... <laughs> Like I've come back more tired than when it went away, but actually, I can come back from holiday like physically tired because we've yeah. done lots of stuff and seen lots of people. Mm. But like, my actual like spirit and heart is filled because we've done 
like we've seen people who yeah. love and care for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, right. Theological question. Uh, do we, picky theological question, do we have rest in Jesus now? Yeah. Or is our rest in Jesus yet to come? Because I, I seem to recall you kind of said both in effect. Yeah. Shock. Um, it's, <laughs> it's both. Um, or the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> We're, so we're actively resting in Jesus now, but we're still to enter that rest. Mm. So Hebrews 4, 9 to 11, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And on Sunday, we looked at Jesus' rest in Matthew, didn't we? That mm. whenever you come to him, he's not saying, one day there'll be rest. He's saying you have rest yeah. for your soul right now. And then we read in Revelation 14, 13. Um, then I heard a voice from heaven say, write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit. They will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them. So mm. there's rest now. There's rest to come. Yeah. Um, which is and which is why we say whenever someone passes or goes to glory, you know, rest and peace mm. or they've been yeah. laid to rest they went into their rest yeah 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 and it's what's so important that you were saying sunday and you said again today is that this rest this true rest is in jesus isn't yeah. it, now and in the future so yeah. just looping back to the, the the question earlier on in the podcast about how you rest if you say you've got young kids and you were saying oh, not you know, giving yourself a break not mm. trying to be the perfect parent that's that's not about Mm. Um, condoning sin or not trying to grow in grace. It's saying yeah. we, we're not perfect and we're not the saviour. The only way we can rest is ultimately just relying yeah. on Jesus. It just keeps coming back to him, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So following on from that theological question, how will our rest with the Lord in the new creation, our future rest, how will that differ from the rest we know now then? Yeah, I think um, 1 Corinthians 15, 37, I always find helpful on these Um tricky questions about glory um hmm. this is paul writing when you sow like sow a seed you do not plant the body that will be but just a seed perhaps of wheat or of something else and he later goes on i haven't included the rest of that verse for some reason <laughs> um, but he goes on to say that like what is sown hmm. is nothing like what comes about so like in some ways we have no idea what that future rest will look like but if you imagine like the small seeds of rest we have now of being refreshed, satisfied, like joyful, mm. you know, they will be, you can't compare the sort of rest with a little R compared to the capital R that's yeah. to come. It's yeah. going to be so much more glorious because we read in Revelation, don't we? Like there's going to be healing, like the Lord Jesus is going to wipe every tear from, like we can't mm. comprehend just how perfect that rest will be because yeah. we won't be thinking about mm like going back to yeah i don't know going back to work on the monday mm. or whatever so i remember someone else saying it maybe jc ryle i've got a vague feeling talking about you know that rest will be rest from sin yeah um rest from repentance rest from you know, all the things that we never get any rest for from yeah. this life that's gonna perfectly we will have yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just imagine never like feeling guilt over your sin it's hard. Well, it's impossible. Yeah. I can't. I can't. But yeah. what a thought. Yeah. I can start to imagine it, I guess. Yeah. So I um I know that what's gonna happen here is because you give me some warning of this, you're probably gonna chuck this back at me to some yeah. extent. But you mentioned it just in passing on Sunday, and I think it was good actually, it was just in passing that some Christians believe Sunday's the Sabbath. 
some don't. So is your background, Dave, that people felt Sunday was the Sabbath in your sort of church tradition and background or, or, or not? Uh, so I'm the church I started going to was a Presbyterian church. Um, so there would have been a far greater emphasis on the Sabbath day. Hmm. Um, you know, I'll forever find it strange that, you know, there's sports like little kids sport is on a Sunday mm. over here. I just find yeah. that bizarre because it's only recently in Northern Ireland, like shops would be open on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what I did find interesting was, you know, whenever I started reading about this was just to think about the different viewpoints there are and the different views on Sabbath. And if, if I'm being totally honest, I don't think I started to take my faith seriously until I'd, you know, went and gone to university. So I probably didn't pay enough attention at my wee Presbyterian church about what their actual teaching was on the Sabbath. Mm. So um, I think what that's instilled in me, sort of my upbringing in that church was like, Sunday's a really important day to be with the Lord's people. But there's, I don't think it's that, you know, black and white that, sabbath day lord's day which sort of is a helpful transition about like what are the different views on this topic would you say um well i can have a crack at answering that i'm going to be simplifying oversimplifying yeah, probably massively. because you can yeah. actually this is one of those areas you can get these books on here's four different christian views on on this yeah, yeah. um but uh, to really oversimplify two basic positions as i understand it from bible believing christians first of all on the one hand those who say that the sabbath command in the law of moses remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, still applies to Christians today. Um, and then amongst those Christians, most would say that the Sabbath is not Saturday anymore. It's now Sunday because that's Resurrection Day. But that's the position in a nutshell. Old Testament command to keep the Sabbath still applies. Then on the other hand, you've got Christians who say that the Sabbath command in the Old Testament doesn't apply directly to Christians today. They'd say that Sunday is a special day, yeah. but it's not primarily a rest day. Um, it's not commanded for believers anymore that we rest on a particular day of the week. So those are the two basic positions. Yeah. Um, so how much does that matter? Like, <laughs> what would both sets agree on, would you say? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, is it? How much does it matter? Um, <laughs> I suppose the short answer is, like with a lot of these... Um, Secondary issues. Yeah, well, say, say, I mean, I'm always hesitant to use the word secondary because it makes it sound like, oh, not that important. Yeah, they they are important. important. Yeah. They're, they're not central to the gospel. They're not vital, but they are important, significant issues. I suppose the short answer is it doesn't matter massively in the sense that it's not a gospel issue. The reason it's a significant issue, though, is that Christians on both sides feel um, that it matters because it's being clear about what God's word says yeah. and they want to understand God's word right. And because it links to other significant matters like the place of the Old Testament law as a whole in the yeah. Christian life. But on this issue, there, yeah, the really important bit is there are certain things that Christians on both sides of this particular Sabbath day debate would agree. So mm. I got I got four of them. You could probably come up with more, but here's four. Number one, the law of Moses in the Old Testament is part of God's word and it gives vital context to the rest of Scripture. Yeah. Whether you think any bits of it apply directly anymore or not, it's God's word and we need it. Uh, number two. Yeah. touched on this already sunday is a special day for believers it's the lord's day it's resurrection day a day on which the church from the very beginning has met to worship and have fellowship yeah they'd all agree on that we'd all agree number three the sabbath command 
along with all the Bible's talk of rest and Sabbath, it's ultimately fulfilled in the rest that Jesus has won for us, mm. as you've already been explaining. Yeah. And then fourthly, lastly, there is a Sabbath principle that runs through Scripture that shows us that we as creatures need rest in order to image God and in order to to serve him well. So we can agree on all those things. Yeah. I'd read somewhere, no, I'd heard it, the, the idea that like Sunday should be the climax of our week and not the collapse, yeah, yeah. which, which, uh, which like I thought that. was helpful. Because I yeah. suppose what is dangerous, isn't it, where if we say, oh, I've got rest in Jesus, don't need to worry about mm. resting or going to church and stuff. And say, well, no, I had said on Sunday, didn't I? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like in our church as well, people love to do lots and lots and lots of work. Like they yeah. don't need an excuse to do more work. Yeah. Like, they need to be told to rest. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's true of our society as a whole, isn't it? But we are a busy, yeah. you know, busy working church and yeah. um, we've got to be on guard against that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to close Dave, just to give you the, the closing thoughts. Um, what, what would the Reverend Lawther's top tips be for making sure we regularly rest? And this might produce a little bit of a summing up, but anything you'd add just at the end. Yeah. Um, I think, have people in your life you're accountable to who can call you out if you're not taking regular rest mm. i think that's what you often do with me and i have a <laughs> wife that would whack me if i uh <laughs> try to do metaphorically speaking of course um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm joking Abe. um i suppose no dependent on like your season of life what rest looked like for you mm. so like for a 20 something year old with no kids it will look dramatically different to someone does have kids like you should rest mm. with your kids mm. you can't just be like oh, i'm going to go rest now and like go to the <laughs> beach yeah. yeah um yeah i think you know getting out in creation helps the rest mm. you know it's not surprising that looking at a screen isn't that restful mm. because we do it in every other area of our lives so mm. like getting away from the screen is helpful and so it's like book time off yeah. like if you haven't taken if you don't use all of your annual leave or whatever, that's probably a red flag, isn't it? If you don't feel like you can take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be it. Nice. Nice place to finish. Well, I would say do not go for a horrible massage where people laugh at you. That's not restful. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been that keen on the idea, but I'm definitely not going to do it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, let, let's hope that uh, this will help us all to just think about in, in the coming days and weeks how, how we rest well. Um, for our joy and for, for God's glory and yeah. uh, we're back together on Sunday carrying on in Genesis and we're looking at uh, Adam and Eve in the garden and what it means that they were well amongst other things what it means that they and we are stewards of of creation so look forward to seeing you then interesting we've got a temple uh, maybe maybe yeah. we'll see how we go Spoilers. stop preempting all my, my points there <laughs> <laughs> I think Steph Ellis definitely wants me to say something about uh, temple imagery there and I think I've, I've got to go there at least to some degree but watch this space there you go